Carolina, and this recording is from one of our church services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the message. Hello, hello, and good morning. Good morning to Church of Philadelphia Praise, Worship, and Deliverance Center. I'm Pastor Terrence. I'm so glad to have you. We're so glad to have you here. We know that this has been an awesome sermon series. We've been talking about the enemy. The enemy has been an awesome sermon series. Uh, we have deep dived into so much. We've unpacked so much in this sermon series, and I am just so honored to be here with you. Uh, first and foremost, of course, we give honor to our pastor and first lady of this house, Pastor Lincoln Nelson and Richard Nelson. We're so glad to have you as a church body. We're so glad to have you uh, joining us this morning. And I'm not going to dilly-dally. I'm going to get right into it. Thank you so much for, of course, uh, Pastor Ivan and, and Minister Mahan and delivering the messages. Uh, and Pastor Lincoln, of course, you know, setting so much foundation up with this sermon series. So much, like I said before, so much has been unpacked. Um, so I'm, just, I'm humbled to be here. Uh, and, and I just hope that, uh, that what we go over today, you know, you'll find yourself right in the middle of it um, and, uh, and, and help us all collectively continue to, to grow in God. And, and just this sermon series in particular is about getting out of the way. Uh, the enemy, of course, as you see, as it's, you know, the title of the sermon series, the me in parentheses, sometimes it's not so much the enemy that gets in the way of us being great in God, uh, but it's sometimes ourselves. And so we've been deep diving. We've been talking about just what that means. And when we see uh, ourselves being in the way, uh, whether it be, you know, our attitude, what, you know, our disposition or, 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 or sometimes just our thought and our thinking process gets in the way of us going forward in God. And, and, and you know, sometimes the, we do know, you know, Satan can play a part, you know, but sometimes he, you know, can be take off the hands off approach too, you know, sometimes he can back up from a situation and see, uh, he's like, well, this one right there, you know, if I back up just enough, I might present situations and circumstances and scenarios for that person to go down that particular road or whatever. But if I just, you know, back off and be hands off enough, they'll get in their own way. And that's what this sermon series has been about. And, and, and even when we start talking about some of the things that, you know, the underlining issues, you know, that kind of, uh, uh, you know, our, our flesh gets in the way, you know, our desires, our, our, our interests, our wants get in the way. And sometimes we start to, like, like I said, we just start to, to, to go off of the path that God has for us. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today with the enemy sermon series. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, uh, you know, the, the so much, uh, uh, that's, that's prevalent in our society, something that is it, that, that is very common in our society. And we're going to talk about the, the issue of celebrity. And even when we start talking about celebrity, uh, you know, in this sermon series, is get or this this particular sermon title, uh, get behind me, celebrity. It's a playoff of, of course, you know, when we see, uh, you know, Jesus uh, and 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 conversation, and he says, you know, get behind me, Satan, because you know someone's trying to get him to, you know, in, in, in the midst of thinking about something or, or in the midst of saying, you know, laying out his plan of what he's supposed to do and be in God and what he's supposed to do for, for God, you know, 
he, he says, get behind me, Satan. But this is, a, you know, he's talking about, you know, this we're talking about, get behind me, celebrity. And that's the celebrity on the inside of us. And what you say, what you talking about, Pastor Chance? I don't want to be a celebrity. Some of us, you know, we're introverts like myself. You know, I know I'm speaking in front of you, but this is, trust me, this is, this is God, God kind of pushing me along and prodding me along to do something uh, that I'm not, characteristically speaking, I probably wouldn't do without prompting or prodding. But, but even when we start talking about celebrity, there's, you know, uh, even when people, you know, some people are, you know, those people that will step to the forefront and will be, you know, celebrity. And when we start talking about celebrity, celebrity, the, the, of course, there's the, the, the famous people, right? But even when you start talking about the core definition of celebrity, celebrity is just someone that's being celebrated. And so when you start talking about, you know, someone that just wants to be celebrated, even if it's not all the time, right? Like your, your celebrities, your, your actors and your, and your musicians and things like that, someone that just, and even some of those actors and musicians, believe it or not, don't want to be celebrated. They're artists. But even in that, they want their art to step to the forefront and they kind of take the background. And so even some people that you think are celebrities don't really want to be. But even some people, uh, uh, when we start looking at the, you know, the person that doesn't necessarily want to be in the forefront all the time, they can still have celebrity ways. They can have celebrity, celebrity uh, uh, characteristics just at times. And, and when we start talking about, even with this time, time, time of year, uh, you have you know, your mothers that we just got, uh, Mother's Day was just a couple a week ago, and and even when you start talking about Father's Day coming up, and you know you got graduation, and of course you got these people that you know all of us we want to just be celebrated in some capacity. Uh, we want to you know uh, whether you you know something happened in your life, a new job or a new house, a new car. Uh, you know you want to you know floss a little bit, you want to show up a little bit, uh, you want someone to be uh, just uh, take notice of some of the things that you've been able to accomplish. And God's okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when we start looking at, you know, when it goes too far, right? When things go too far, we start talking about how God gets the glory and we start talking about how I'm getting the glory. And I know, you know, it's kind of, it's early this morning and that's all right. And I just want you to start thinking about, you know, how sometimes you've kind of wanted to be put up to the forefront, brought up to the forefront, if you will. When you start thinking about, you know, even for, for those of us, when we say, okay, well, you know, I want to be celebrated on my birthday and, and, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, saying, okay, you know, happy birthday to me. But when you start thinking about, you know, okay, well, how can I get this gift and how can I, you know, get this person's attention? And, and then when you start thinking about, you know, you don't necessarily think about it. You're like, this is my special day and this is my day. And, you know, it's my cake. I want my cake and I have it and, and, and eat it too. And, and, and you start losing sight of the fact. Oh, <laughs> I kind of got in there. I kind of got in the way, but I, I, I need to go back to the decree. Amen. Let's do the decree. <laughs> decree for the work. Pause that. Don't, don't change the channel yet. Decree for the word. I decree that my ears, heart, and spirit are open to receive the engrafted word of God, which is quick, alive, and powerful, active in the spirit of meekness, the ground of my life, is fertile to nurture and grow the seed of God's word, and I will produce fruit in my life this week. I am a successful doer of what I will hear today and will leave here today full of faith, love, power, wisdom, and victory. Amen. Amen. So I just want to, to, to thank you, sweetheart. I know that's portion. And she just reminded me of protocol. There's protocol here. But I just want to uh, get back on the, on the path that we were talking about before, the celebrity, going into being a celebrity. 
and thinking about, uh, uh, like I said, your, you know, your birthday, you know, it's a special time for you. And but you lose sight of the fact there's only 365 days in a year. And there's close to seven billion people on the planet. So there's your that day, your special day, you're sharing that special day with 20 million people. <laughs> and so even when you start looking at it, and then the reality is the birth part of your birthday, you didn't really have a whole lot to do with. That's between God and your mom. That is something that they orchestrate. That's something that they worked out and that you were able to to, to come out, you were able to come out successfully. Even the, the doctor, if there was a doctor there or, or you know, a staff there or people there that helped in that process, you didn't really have much to do with that. But, you know, even in that celebration of your birthday, there's a pat on your back saying, I made it this far. And even the reality that you made it this far, God probably had, no, God had more to do with that. And even sometimes you did. Sometimes you don't eat right. Sometimes you don't, you've done some things, been in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was God carrying you through on your birthday. So even for some of us that just want to celebrate our birthday, keep celebrating our birthday. And, you know, I'm not going to have a birthday. I'm going to have a birthday week. Now you're sharing your birthday with not just 20 million that you had on your day, but the people that you, you're taking over other people's birthday because you want to have a birthday week and a birthday month. Celebrity. You want to be celebrated almost to the point where it goes past what it was intended to be. And even when you start talking about, you know, your graduates, uh, your graduates, of course, right now, yes, it is a matter of, yes, you spent the time in the library and, and you spent the time in the and you spent the time in the library. You spent the time taking the test. But the reality is God woke you up in the morning for you to be able to go to the library if you did take the test. God made sure that you got you, you had what you need in order to, for you to focus, for you to concentrate enough for you to be able to get the grades you got so you can graduate. And so we start losing sight of the fact, yes, it's all about me. This is what I did. This is what I pulled off. This is what I accomplished. Celebrate me. And we start losing sight of the fact that it was God all along. And so I just want to encourage us this morning just to, to rethink uh, and look back about, you know, first and foremost, it's God in the first place. And then also realizing the, the part that pride plays in us, right? The part that pride plays in us as, as getting in the way of what we're supposed to be in God. We start considering, with pride, we start considering our, uh, uh, we, we, we don't consider God in our actions, but we become proud because we think we did it on our own. Or we start thinking, or we lose sight of the fact that it wasn't just our hand, but it was God's hand ushering us along. So what we think about when, when we start talking about that part of that portion of celebrity, we're going to get into the scriptures here in a second, but I just want to set up a little bit, a little bit of a foundation here. And what we're talking about, even in us as celebrity, we're talking about, you know, there's uh, being narcissist, narcissistic. And for one thing I did learn about the word narcissism, and, and being narcissistic is that it's a hard word to say. So I'm not promising that I'm not going to fumble. <laughs> I might fumble it here and there. It's a hard word to say and a hard word to spell. So, so narcissism uh, is really just being uh, 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 caught up in oneself, being able, uh, uh, looking at, at oneself and, and not really being empathetic to others. And where does that come from? It comes from uh, Greek mythology, from uh, Narcissus. 
that's hard to say. Imagine saying that, you know, two, three times fast. Narcissus comes from uh, Greek mythology, who was a hunter uh, and who was known for his own beauty. So how is it? It's one thing for us, you know, some of us to be talented, but it's also another thing for us to be talented and handsome or talented and beautiful. And so we, even when we start finding people, you know, you know, gravitating towards us or gravitating towards certain people is because, you know, they're well-liked. You start seeing that they're well-liked or, you know, they're, they're, and life becomes a little bit easier when people are talented and handsome or talented and beautiful. It becomes a little bit easier because that person, it, you know, is, is easy to hear or see that, you know, what they're saying, it must be working. Right, it's paying off, and that person. I mean, even if it's a little bit of that person, there's a little bit of uh, uh, envy or jealousy there sometimes in some in some fashion. Or you just want to emulate that person, or you want to be like that person. But he was a he was a decent hunter, but he was known for being good looking. And matter of fact, his mother was it was foretold. Uh, his mother was told that that he would be able to live a long life as long as he didn't have a chance to see himself. And look at that, even for some of us, you know, it's kind of, it's hard for us to start and go on our day because we get caught up in the mirror sometimes. Sometimes, you know, we don't lose sight, we lose sight of the fact of how long it takes for us to get ourselves ready in the morning. And sometimes, you know, it's just that one hair, you know, is out of place or, 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 or you know, you getting that one thing just, uh, just, just sets you off and you just, you know, and you, you're obsessed almost to the point of obsession, obsession, trying to get everything to be just perfect. And he was like, and, and, and but it was felt so bad for him that he was, uh, it was foretold to his mom that he could not even get a reflection. He could not even see himself. And so life goes on and he, uh, no, time goes on and, he, and never, he never accepted any romantic advances. Men, women, celestial beings even try to, to get with this man, pawning over him. And, and, and then finally the ire of someone that someone that he crossed or someone, friend, friend that they crossed. He crossed him and eventually got tricked to look upon a pool of water and fell in love with himself. Fell in love with his own reflection, staring at it for the remainder of his life. That's what narcissism, so when we start talking about narcissism, that's where it comes from, from someone that got caught up so much in themselves that they lost sight of everything else for the remainder of their life. They were so stuck on themselves that it is it's synonymous. It's almost proverbial uh, when you say, you know, narcissist, you're being narcissist that, you know, that's when uh, 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 someone's name can kind of turn into, turn into someone, uh, uh, someone's name can turn into almost a definition when you think about narcissism. Uh, so even like you say something like Hercules, someone's Hercules, like they're strong, you know, he's thinking narcissism, it comes from narciss uh, narcissus. <laughs> But he was preoccupied. He was preoccupied with oneself, and then after that, you know, it comes a lack of empathy or care for others. And so, even when we start talking about celebrity, we can go here to the Bible in Genesis, the eleventh chapter. And here is we're talking about. This is actually the story of Nimrod. And even some of you might know where this is going, but just to uh, go over just a little bit, Nimrod was a, 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 an exceptional hunter. Maybe it's a coincidence. Narcissus was a hunter. Nimrod was a hunter. Even when we start thinking about back in that day, 
you know, they're, uh, we didn't have basketball, we didn't have football, we didn't have uh, soccer, we didn't have baseball. We had, you know, things that, you know, as people, gra you know, gravitated towards things that were pop, you know, things that you could see talent in. And of course, hunting was a big part of, you know, culture where, you know, being able to eat is, you know, and, and of course, when you do that for a group of people, that is a beautiful thing that, you know, people, you either can eat what's in the field or now you're eating, you know, meat. And that's a whole nother, and that's a whole nother thing in itself. Whole nother animal, no pun intended. <laughs> so when you start looking at him, his, he grew as a, uh, his popularity grew, but he also was ambitious and he was a, 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 a a leader uh, amongst men, and 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 he was uh, powerful and influential, and almost to the point of where it was infectious, right? When we start looking at this and we go deeper into it, it was an infectious. So even so much when we start talking about even chapter ten, uh, we we go over the lineage of people uh, that that were in that that time frame that came all the way from, you know, of course, from, from Adam and Eve, and it was starts breaking down the lynch. And it was so much so that even this is like, even in my Bible, it's like a whole page of people. And then there's a cutout uh, uh, of when it starts talking about Nimrod. Nimrod was a mighty hunter before the Lord, where, where before it said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. It's like name after name, name after name, name after name. And then it's like a blurb about, I need to tell you about Nimrod. And so then it goes into verse uh, uh, chapter 11 and verse one it says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And so of course we're talking about not so much Nimrod personally, but even just the people that, that Nimrod, uh, the people that Nimrod, that, that the people that followed Nimrod. And when we start talking about the people that followed Nimrod, we look at there's an established culture uh, behind someone that's great. And even when you start looking at someone, you know, who start talking about, even when you think about so much today, like, you know, I was thinking about, I, I saw uh, the, the Basketball Hall of Fame yesterday. And we start talking about, you know, there's followers of Kobe and there's followers of LeBron and there's followers of Jordan. And he mentioned even so much, you know, you mentioned one, you can't almost, you almost have to mention the other because there's always a great debate about who's the greatest and who's the best. And you find a connection with people that you revere, not so much that they know you, but you find a connection with them because of greatness. You see greatness in them. And if you believe you see greatness in them, you can believe that there's greatness in you. So even when we start looking at pe these people, we're talking about these people that, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, the, the people that were gravitating towards Nimrod and following Nimrod. And so even when we start looking at people like that, it's almost, it's almost, uh, like I said, it's almost influential. It's almost infectious to a point, to a point where you start feeling that you can do something great. You can do something wonderful. You can do something that matters. And that's what we start finding and people starting taking pride, not so much in just what they do, but taking pride of who they are, the statue that they have, the way that they stand out and the way that they looked upon amongst others. That starts to become uh, connected with not just synonymous, not just with, you know, the, the talents you have, but synonymous with your name. And so. Well, why do we bring up this? And so even like I said before, this kind of goes into our culture. And even when we start thinking about classic narcissism, I want you, uh, you know, classic narcissism, when you have those individuals say, okay, well, I just want you to take notice of who I am. I want you to just pay attention to me because I'm great and I'm worthy of that, right? 
That's your classic narcissist, narcissist. But then there's also those other individuals that don't think that they're that great. They don't think that they're all that 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 they're that awesome. And so even just when you start getting the attention from others, when you start getting that attention, you start seeing people start to you know pat you on the back and say that you're great, and it starts to feed into something, and you start to find meaning in that. You start to find meaning in what people are saying about you and you start believing it for yourself. Or even if you don't necessarily believe it for yourself, but you, as long as I'm appeasing someone else or as long as someone else finds value in it, then it's gotta be valuable, right? And that's where we are in society right now. Even when we start thinking about, you know, the, the, the when we start thinking about how things are with, even with our, our, our culture, even when we start talking about, even when we start thinking about the 80s and 90s, the 80s and 90s were more so uh, talking about, you know, the, the money and, and, and gravitating towards money, having enough uh, to be stable, money buys happiness and, and, and things of that sort. And the direct result of that is, you know, we start having uh, uh, children that were uh, uh, kind of, uh, we wanted to make sure that they were okay. So you, our children, now you start talking about millennials, and I promise this won't go into a millennial field. But even when we start talking about how things are, you know, have, have kind of, uh, uh, we've shown that millennials uh, are, are more con are concerned, not necessarily about, you know, uh, uh, feeling secure because they felt secure and uh, they've been in a place where, you know, most of their lives where they feel secure. Now they are feeling what's, what matters, what, what, is, what really matters. And but you start you start seeing, even when you start thinking about what you're seeing now. There's been a study uh, about where you know even for music and music. Uh, if you want to see how things work out culturally, you can kind of look at music to tell the story of what's happening in a certain generation, right? And so when we start looking at music, the music today says a lot more. There's a lot more people uh, music today that's saying uh, uh, more about I and me and less about, you know, even in times past, more about us and we. More about, you know, outer, you know, less about uh, uh, a love uh, uh, being, you know, administered between, you know, person to person, but now more about love on me, me love, love on the inside, me loving me and how I feel about the situation, my opinion about the situation, how I think about the situation, not how we feel, but how I feel. And so when we start looking at these studies, we start understanding the monetization of popularity. Monetization of popularity is popping up in this culture. So we, even when we start thinking about our children in these days and times, it's interesting that, you know, right now that, that's all they know. They, all they know is, you know, there's, you can be just the same as you can go, you know, to college and get a nine to five or, or, or whatever. But now I can be an influencer or I can be online and, and my popularity can be my breadwinner. I can be a breadwinner uh, by, by being, uh, by being just by being popular. And even when we start thinking about how that impacts our society, it's not necessarily just about, you know, people being talented or not necessarily about people being right and having knowledge, but it's about people that just have a camera or people that just have a phone. And if you're entertaining enough, you're able to garnish enough attention and enough attention gives you a financial, it gives you a check, it gives you a check in your hand. And so now even how we start talking about how that, that's, you know, uh, uh, carrying over into not only uh, our day-to-day -day living, but even into our government. When we start thinking about, you know, how they are been, how they're influencing others, not necessarily what, what's right, what's wrong, what's the debatable points, but what's more popular. 
And so even when you start looking at how that's how we're so uh, how this has kind of narcissism uh, and, and pride and, and that kind of mentality has kind of immersed itself into our culture, our social media, our jobs, our, uh, our government, every aspect that is common there. Bryn Brown, uh, author of Daring Greatly, says, when I look at narcissism through the vulnerability lens, I see the shame-based fear of being ordinary. I see the fear of never feeling extraordinary, enough to be noticed, to be lovable, to belong, or to cultivate a sense of purpose. And so when we start looking at that, we start thinking like, what does that mean? My purpose is wrapped up or some people start to believe that their purpose is wrapped up in just what other people think and what other people see and what other people say. I'm reminded of a movie in the, in the mid nineties. Um, some of you might've heard of it, uh, The Nutty Professor. <laughs> the Nutty Professor in, the in 1996, I'm not gonna spoil it for you for those of you not seen it, but even with, when you look at, you know, uh, uh, Sherman, we would say it was Sherman's a fun-loving, uh, kind-hearted, you know, friendly, loving individual. Uh, but, you know, he had an alter ego on the inside that, that he wanted to get out. He didn't feel like he could be, you know, the person, the person that he wanted to be until we had uh, 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 his alter ego. He, had to de he developed a formula, actually. And, and, and in taking that formula, it gave him the ability to be more confident about himself. If you if you saw the movie, if you didn't see the movie, I can tell you right now that you know he went from uh, 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 being kind of robust uh, to a slim guy, <laughs> and that gave him the confidence that he needed, or he felt that he needed in order for him to 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 not only talk to uh, to, to to women, not only to, to stand out and be in a crowd and be okay with being in the crowd, not only to to, to uh, but also to to gain. Uh, rich and fame. He wanted to use that to gain rich and fame. He did all of those things just trying to, to, just to fit in. Just, and he got tired so much of being on the back burner, tired of being the, the, the butt of people's jokes and, and tired of being, you know, person that, you know, stood out, but stood out for all the wrong reasons. And so he felt like he had to do something so he could be great. And that's what we find here. Even when we start looking at the Tower of Babel, uh, we start look, looking at the people of, of, of Babel. It says in verse two, it says, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Verse three, and they said to one another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime and had they for mortar. And verse four, and they said, go to let us build us a city and a tower whose, whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And even when we start looking at these, these scriptures right here, it's saying that the people had a plan. The people had a plan to be great. And just like Sherman, he had a plan and he was not even when that plan was, it was started off innocent enough, but he just wanted to be feel better about himself, it evolved into a plan to stand out. It evolved into a plan to be better than someone else. And that's what these people, even as these people, Nimrod's people took on the mindset 
that it's not enough. Like, just like Nimrod, we want to stand out. Just like Nimrod, we want to be great. Just like Nimrod, we want to be ambitious. Just like Nimrod, we want to be difference makers, trailblazers. And there's nothing wrong with it. But then when it comes to a point where we start looking at the reasons why he wanted to do that. Well, let's talk about that. When we start talking about Nimrod, we said before he was uh, he was famous. He was in charge. He was a man of pre uh, uh, power, of prestige. He was ambitious. But it's also documented that he wanted to get the best of God. It's documented that, you know, people thought, theologians thought that, that he had a mind to 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 uh to to get the best of God in the in the and we start talking about this is you know of course the the lineage that comes from Noah so this is after Noah's time when the the, the he wanted to build a tower build a city and build a tower the city of course is to keep us people keep people together keep people collected of course God wanted us to multiply right and to replenish the uh, replenish the earth right that was after Noah uh and and the flood the purpose of you know People was to refurnish the earth, replenish the earth. But never I was saying, okay, well, let's get these people, our people, let's keep our people together. Let's come up with an alternate plan for us to, to see we're special. We want to, to remain special and keep our collective group together so we can continue to build and grow and be special on our own. So he had an ambition, but the ambition was fueled by him wanting to get better, the best of, of, of God. And even when we start looking at, you know, he, the reason for the, uh, the, 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 he wanted to build the tower. So, you know, not only for it to stand out and be great, but also to possibly block out another flood. If, in the, if, if God had the mind to send another flood, he wanted to keep it so that the people, the people that I, I want, to be okay, keep us all select, keep us all set. The water won't be able to go up high enough to overtake this town, to flood this town. And so he wanted to get to the best guy. It wasn't just all, it wasn't just about reaching the heavens to be to, to be on God's level, but also to show God that we can be up there and be safe even from your hand. But the reason for the first flood in the first, in, in the first place was because the people were wicked and they refused to repent. And so even looking, when we start looking at, uh, at, at narcissism, we start thinking about, you know, we're looking at ourselves. We're, no, we're so focused and, 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 and enthralled with ourselves. We start losing a point of view. We start losing our place. And we start losing that, that thing in us, that thing that keeps us humble and gets us to a place where we need to be repentive and turning from that way. So even when we start looking at the reasons why he wanted to be, they wanted to be great. But even when we start looking at the city, right? When we start looking at the tower, but when we start thinking about the tower, uh, we start thinking about the city. The city is for the collective group because they want to matter. They want to be known for something. They want to be uh, uh, seen as something. Yeah, everybody else, the lineage from Noah is scattering across the earth, but we want to be known for being great in this one place. We want to be great and purposeful, not be mediocre, not be like everybody else doing their thing because that's what God said to do, but we want to do our thing. That's sound familiar. Some of us, we just want to do our own thing. 
myself included. Sometimes we just want to do something that, okay, this is what I'm good at. Let me stick to this right here. Let me be in this place doing this one thing and let me, and when you see it, you're going to be in awe. When you see it, you're going to be, oh, that's great. When you see it, you're going to be, it's going to be acknowledged. And God's like, no, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to go and replenish the earth. And so when it says, and the Lord came down, and it said, I'm sorry, it's in verse four still. It said, and they said, go to us, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven. And so even when we start looking at us in general, sometimes we build up, we want to build up our lives, right? We want our lives to be a certain way. We want our house to look a certain way. We want to have a certain car. Sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with God. Sometimes we get to a place where we stop asking God. There used to be a place where we're like, well, God, I just need a, I need a car. <laughs> I need to get from point A to point B. And then over a while, after a while, you're like, okay, well, I want a specific type of car. And that's, that's okay. But even when you just have to be mindful of the fact, okay, when, when does that change? And even when that changes, what is the purpose of that change? Are you acknowledging the fact that you could be, you just want to be celebrated a little bit? Are you acknowledging the fact, okay, I just want to stand out a little bit? It used to be a time where, okay, my car or my house, or, or, or whatever, my job, my career, or whatever, it was okay to do what it was supposed to do. But now I want the accolades. Now I want to stand out. Now I want to grow. I want to continue to stack and continue to build, not so much for myself. It might be sometimes for a little bit for myself, but it might be just because I want somebody else to see it. And even when you start thinking about your walking God, sometimes you just want to be able to, okay, for all the people, all the naysayers, all the people like, it don't take all that much. It don't take all of that. You got to go to God in prayer. Why you wake up and pray? Why you go to bed and pray? Why you sacrifice so much? Why you do? It's to prove something. It's to prove that it worked. It worked for me and it can work. And that's a good thing. You can have a testimony. No one's saying there's anything wrong. But can your testimony be tainted? Sure it can. Your testimony can start going into, I got it just a little bit better now. It's a little bit better for me now. And I want you to see that. I want. It's not so much about God getting the glory. God can get a little bit of this glory, but a little bit is just me. I want to false. I just want to be out there. I want to show off just a little bit. And that goes back even to that person that's introverted, just like myself. Is uh, Sometimes it is just sometimes you're, you're, I want my, uh, my yard to look a little bit better than everybody else on the block. Sometimes I want my, 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 uh, my, my situation to be a little bit better than my name. Or sometimes my situation, I want to be, a, we can be, a, you can want to be a celebrity every, in every aspect of your life. Are there celebrities in the church? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. That choir member, that person that wants to sing in the choir, that praise and worship, I got to have a better voice than them, or I want to make sure that, you know, I get the more solos. Come on, come on. That's in the church. Or oh, I want to preach. Let me tell you something. Even I, just to be honest, to be frank, I'll be honest, if, 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 even if sometimes when you just, you, you, you pour out your heart and soul, and, and, and even in preaching, 
and you start looking. I I, I have access because I'm you know a developer and I work with the with the stuff on the back end. I have access to see you know how many people, how many sermons get you know the higher numbers. And, and sometimes those times where I have preached, I can't tell you I have not looked and say, okay, well my sermon <laughs> do that way, huh? And even when you start thinking about those you know those things that you that you just look for. Someone to say, amen, that was awesome. And you know, don't, you don't want to. You want God to get the glory. But a little bit of you that says, okay, well, was somebody listening? Was somebody? Now, I'm going to be honest now, just even this, this moment right now, I, I see people kind of chiming in right now. But I'm telling you, for about 20 minutes there, wasn't nobody saying much of nothing. I was sitting there looking at the screen like, am I making sense? But I'm just trying to get you to understand that sometimes you take a, you, you, you take a, 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 a sight off of what's important. You take your sight, your, 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 your vision, or what's off of what's important. You start thinking about, is it, is it worth it? And you just want people to see that it's worth it. You want to even just resonate for yourself. It's worth it. I didn't have to cheat. I didn't have to go the wrong way. I didn't have to do the wrong way to do it the wrong way that people are in the world are doing. But even when we start looking at here, people may to top may reach unto the heaven and let us make a name. And we talked about before, and we start talking about looking at this lineage. This lineage, this is uh this is him and his people. You start thinking about yourself, well, what kind of name am I leaving for myself? How am I going to be remembered? Even when you start thinking about how, how am I looked upon? When people see me, what do they see? You start worrying about that. It gets less off of what God thinks and more about what people think. Oh, come on. I, 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 to be honest, you know, I don't miss, even with the, with the pandemic and everything, I don't, I don't necessarily miss family reunions now. I just, I'm being honest. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, there's a part of me that just, I'm, I'm okay with not having to, I love seeing my people. I just love getting with them sometimes. But even there's sometimes there's on, on the inside, there's an, an internal uh, competition going on. When you start seeing people, you know, pulling up in Range Rovers and pulling up in, and, and coming out with the family van, I'm telling you, some people that you just like, Woo! Oh my goodness! And you, I mean, and you start thinking about you know how people and people talk about how you know how God's been moving and God's been blessing and God's been doing this, and God's been doing that, and you start comparing yourself. Right? You start thinking about your name. When am I leaving? It gets less about you know. Of course, we know. You think you think you know what what God is saying. You're like, well, God, did you did you say that I'd be mediocre? Do you see yourself as mediocre? Some of us wake up in the morning, even before our feet hit the floor. You thumbing through Facebook, you thumbing through Twitter, and you thumbing through TikTok, you thumbing through Instagram, and you see, okay, well, these are the things that these people have. What did they do to get that? How did they get that? And you're already feeling like you're behind. You're already feeling like you're inadequate. You're already feeling like you don't have it together because you woke up this morning, you scrolled, never mind they posted it two weeks ago. One o'clock in the afternoon, but here you are, eight o'clock in the morning, 
faced with some hard decisions because you start thinking that you don't have it together. Oh, come on, am I talking to somebody this morning? Somebody feels like they have not, they don't have it together. They posted that six o'clock in the evening. And you comparing yourself where they were six o'clock in the evening two weeks ago to where you are right now, this moment, this present time, eight o'clock in the morning, and you're saying, man, they got it together. They doing it, they up and working, they up and, up and going. No, they not. It's just when Instagram decided to show you that picture. No, they not. They sleep just like you. It's just that's the point in time where Facebook decided to show you the algorithm worked it out that they wanted to show you that at that time. <laughs> oh, come on. And Pastor Lincoln shared with us over, time, over for years saying, of course, you know, they, people don't show always the bad things, right? What good is posting, oh, okay, I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> I want to show you, okay, my trip. I want to show you what I'm eating. I want to show you what I'm doing, how I'm flossing. But I don't want to show you my parking ticket. I don't want to show you, you know, me getting laid off. What are you competing against? What do you feel like you have to establish a name for and who for? Lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Verse five. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower. Now imagine these people building, building, building year after year, week after week. And that's just like us sometimes spend week after week building, month after month, building. not in, not in asking God to be in the midst, <laughs> just busy building, 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 not at God, can you, is this right? Nope. I'm just going to keep building. Matter of fact, I know this is a direct rebellion of what you told me to do. You told me not to worry. You told me to be, you know, to, to, to focus on this over here, but I'm going to do this over here because I see it working out a different way. I'm going to build, build, build. I'm going to be heads down building. I'm going to be heads down stacking. I'm going to be heads down trying to make it so I can floss just like everybody else. I want to be a celebrity. Even if it's just for a minute, even if it's just for a second, I just want to build. And so even some, for me, someone like me that's task-oriented, I'm a very task-oriented person. I like having goals, breaking out the goals. Sometimes I can tell you it's not easy just be like, oh, wait a minute. God's supposed to be in the midst of all of this. I can break out a sheet of goals in a minute. But when we start thinking about, oh, wait, let me retract. Bring God back. Let's bring God into this. <laughs> or do I even need to do this? It gets tricky sometimes. When you're used to just being busy, come on. When you're used to just doing what you, what, you, what you know to do, sometimes you just get caught up in doing what you know to do. This is what needs to get done. This is what I'm going to do to do. These are certain goals that I have, but I don't necessarily see this is what, and God wants to be in the midst of all of that. So, so the Lord comes down, and even when we start thinking about, I'm, I'm just paint this picture. I'm, you know, you, I'm building, I'm building, I'm building. I think I'm going to reach the heaven. And God's like, man, let me come down. <laughs> you're not even close. Sometimes you're not even close to your goal and don't even know it. 
But you're so busy building, you think you're getting there. And God's like, nope. Sometimes you think you're so, you're so immersed in the work. You're so immersed in getting the things done. You're not even looking to see where you are. You're not taking stock of where you are. And so God has to come down, come down and show you, you're not as far as where you, you're not as far as you think you are. So God comes down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men built. <laughs> children of men, your children, your child, your, your, your child, trying to do grown people stuff. That's how God looks. He's like, you're a child. And even as, you know, when you start thinking about uh, a, a, a parent to a child, you know, especially telltale sign when you start when you have children, you start realizing when, you know, especially little children, when it gets quiet, <laughs> when it gets quiet, people are busy, their children are busy, and you got to go looking for them because you know, you don't know what's going to happen. If you don't get up, I know you're comfortable. I know you, 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 everything's fine. You, you know, you think everything's fine. You watching the game or you watching the show and, and everything, but it got quiet in the house. Let me go find and see what these kids are doing. Let me see what these children are doing before I have a flood in my tub, <laughs> before the carpet get pulled up, before a window get broke. You don't know what's going on, but you don't know what you're going to find. Somebody here get hurt. <laughs> Somebody bust their knee. Let me find something. Let me go see what they're doing. And that's what God's doing here. He said, let me, with the children of Ben, let's see what they built. He building sandcastles. God is eternal. He knows what he builds is going to stink. But even when you start thinking about the scientific process, even when you start talking about what they, they build bricks out of, uh, out of stone and slime the heaven, these are things that will pass away. They will erode. The higher your tower we get, the things that you built at the bottom won't be able to support. The foundation won't be able to support it. They will start eroding. We're building sandcastles. God's like, let me, let me step down. And all this while, you know, I had problems with this particular passage of scripture because in my time, in times past when I read it, I was like, well, God, they're trying to get close to you, not knowing, okay, this is all out of Nimrod's thought process and how he's trying to build a tower to, you know, rebel against God and keep people together, cities to keep people together when God says spread it. I was sitting there thinking like, because that's why you got to read. So <laughs> go back and read some of the stuff you need to read uh, to get a better understanding. I was like, but God, they're trying to build a tower. You know, isn't that great that they're trying to get close to you? No. They're trying to get up to a point where they don't have to see God. They get to a point where they don't think they need God. And so even when we start looking at this, when we see us in the midst of this, sometimes we try to build up to a place where we don't need God. We try to build up to a place where we don't think we need God as much. It was one thing when we were asking God for every meal. 
It was one thing we were asking God for every bill. It was one thing we were asking God for, 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 for us just to get to wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night with there to be a place of peace, a settled, a peace, a settled mind, so I don't be double-minded. And now we get to a place we can pay a couple of bills on our own. And we can, we can, you know, go on vacation if we want to. And we can, we can, uh, 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 we can eat steak if we want. We can eat shrimp and steak. We don't have to make a choice. We can pick them both. <laughs> Not my household. My wife won't let me eat steak. That's another, that's another topic for another time. <laughs> but when we start looking at the fact that there has gotten to a point where we say, okay, well, I make a choice. I can do certain things. I don't have to go to God like I used to. I'm able to keep things together. I got a city around me. I built up this city to keep things all together. My life is all together. I can look at this corner and look at this corner and see how things are coming together. I can... This is established. This is what I, this is the confines of what I got. God, help out with everything else. And as we see that city grow bigger and bigger and bigger, spending over more, the more our city expands, the less it thinks it needs God. Our territories, right? The bigger our territories get, not just in the natural, but spiritually, we start thinking these things are covered. I got my hands on this the less I need God. So as God comes down and looks at the children, like looks at, looks at the, the, ultimately that will be sandcastles that were built, that, he's, that we're building. Verse six, it says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. These people that don't know what's impossible. And that's what we start thinking. Just, you know, even I was listening to one of the Hall of Famers yesterday and said, nothing, you know, you know, yelling out if they won a championship that nothing is impossible. And that's how you feel sometimes. You say, you know, I got this thing accomplished and I knocked out this goal and I built up this empire. I built up, you know, this city and nothing is impossible. until you fall, until you lose. Nothing's impossible until you fall flat on your face. And I was looking at this, God, God is not trying to, to put uh, 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 ceilings up. He's not trying to uh, uh, put you in a place where you, you know, you feel like, you know, you just can't get over the hump or you just can't, you know, but he is trying to keep you from yourself. He's trying to get you to a place where you understand, yes, you're going to need my help. No matter how high you get, no matter what you do, no matter how, how many things you stack, no matter how much your territory grows, you're still going to need. But God, I want to establish, I want to be established. I want to build some stability. The stability you think you have isn't stable. It's built on something that's going to erode. It's built on something that won't stand the test of time like me. <laughs> and see, you start looking at the fact that he's an infinite God. We're finite. And what we build and what we establish, what we do is finite. It's going to be passing by the, it's going to pass from generation to generation. It's going to pass over time. Even when we start looking at Nimrod, Nimrod 
when you start thinking about the word Nimrod, Nimrod is, it, it can mean hunter, but it also can mean someone that's stupid. The very thing that they were trying to avoid, being Nimrod's people, now you look it up in the dictionary, you say Nimrod, that's an insult. It means you're foolish. The one thing you were trying to accomplish is the one thing that ends up happening because you didn't bring God into the mix. You didn't include God in your plans. You were set on yourself. And you didn't think about anybody else, didn't care about anybody else. As long as I got mine, as long as I was able to do fine, as long as I was able to do me, I was going to be okay. God says not so. They have one language and they begin to do it. Now nothing will be restrained from them. You'll be a spoiled brat. If you continue to win, you'll be a spoiled brat. If you continue to grow this way, this way, if you continue to do it this way, you'll be a spoiled brat. There's not something, there will be a place where you feel like I can be contained. And it won't be a place where I feel like, okay, well, I need to listen to someone else. When you start thinking about the most powerful people in this world right now, that's usually the mentality that comes along with it. The power of, like I said before, with social media and everything. And, and to be an influencer, you only just have to have a camera and a phone. You don't have to matter. It doesn't matter what you say is right. It's about how you feel about that situation. And so even when you start looking at those people, as they continue to grow their followers, as they continue to grow, then they start thinking what they're saying is right. Even if it doesn't make any sense to anybody else, except just them and their followers. You start saying, okay, well, this is their language. And, that's, and to be honest with you, they're speaking that same language. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we can say something It'll make sense to us, but it don't make sense to anybody else. We're speaking the same language. Oh, let's build a tower. It's going to reach the heavens. No one's saying, oh, okay, the, 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 the bottom's not going to work. The higher you go, the more pressure on the foot. They don't know anything about pressure. I'm sure they don't know anything about pressure back then. But even when we start thinking about gravity, when you start thinking about it, we're going to keep building, keep building, we're going to reach the heavens. And, so, and no one's there to say, no, it's not a good idea. Not never mind if God sees this, he'll smite. No one's even saying that because we all got one link, one voice. Moving forward, power numbers. Sometimes it just takes one to stand out from the crowd and be like, mm -mm. don't do this. Don't say this. Don't be. And sometimes we try and that voice gets drowned out by the crowd. That's not, that's not. That's, that, that happens. But at the same time, we have to make sure that there's, there's, there's power in different perspectives. Amen? So number seven, go let us down, go down, and there confound their language that they might not understand one another's speech. And I was looking at this and I was thinking like, okay, why would he just, why would he just smite the tower? Why wouldn't he just like, okay, just knock it down? 
because they'll just try to build it back up. They're already upset with him because of the flood, right? They're already upset. And they're like, okay, I'm weak. You know, they don't necessarily know that they're wicked. They don't necessarily know, or they, if they do know that they're wicked, they, they know they don't really want to follow God like that, but they don't see themselves as wrong. And that's the, that's a classic sign of a narcissist. When you don't see you're wrong. Some of us can find ourselves in a place where our opinion is law with us. When it comes to us, when it comes to our perspective, when it comes to what we're saying, oh, it's law. Book it. And it's really not. You have to start thinking yourself. When people start seeing something, start saying something, and you're like, I don't see it that way, you have to start thinking like, okay, Am I the one that's wrong or are they the one that's wrong? And if I'm the one, if I'm the one that's wrong, what let me go to God. I need, I need to get something from his word. See, that's one thing that we we get caught up in our opinions, but we don't necessarily go back to something substantial to base our opinions off of. What does the word say? You want to end the argument, especially in your, in, in, especially when we talk about we talk about marriage. We talk about you know even when we start talking about you know husband and wife. What's words say? And then you gotta start thinking about your opinion, because your opinion might not be of God. Let's go. Okay, let's go to prayer and, and see what God says about the situation. I don't want to do that. I can make up my own mind. Nope. That's, that's a Nimrod way of, a way of looking at it. <laughs> I don't want you to call somebody a Nimrod. But that's a Nimrod way of looking at it. Well, this is what I learned. This is what I seen. This is what I know. This is what I heard. That sounds very familiar. That sounds like what everybody else is saying. What does the word say? What does God say? So he starts messing, messing with their language. Let's break that up. Let's break up that talk. That talk game was solid amongst the people. Let's break that up. So even when they start talking to each other and start thinking, oh, okay, they start seeing a different perspective, seeing a different, then sometime in, 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 in the future, they stop building no tower. That language started breaking. Maybe there were some defectors. Maybe there were some people that were coming away saying, you know what? Maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe pressure and gravity is going to get the best of us. Maybe that tower is starting to lean a little bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that doesn't look like the way it should look. If you built in a circle, it should be a square. Maybe somebody. I don't, we don't know who. And we don't know what was it. But eventually that language started to change. And so after that, when they couldn't get on the same page, when they started, they could not understand another each other's speech. And look at this, when we started looking at not being able to understand each other's speech, I don't even understand what you're saying. What you mean it's supposed to be circular? <laughs> I don't even understand what you're saying. What you mean it's supposed to be, it's supposed to it's leaning too much to the left? That don't even make sense to me. I see it, it looks straight to me. Even when you start looking at that, they're confounded their language and then verse eight, so the Lord scattered them abroad.
from thence. God still got his way. The Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. And they left to build the city. Left off to build the city. Let's build the city because we can't agree on the tower. And God's like, okay, there's some people that's going to stay in the city, but there's some people that's going to leave the city too, right? Eventually the city is going to, and we see in, 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 in coming up through Genesis, how this, you know, even in this, over time, everything still kind of melts away because we start going over, we start looking at, you know, how this city and how this, uh, uh, how this fall, all falls apart. And then of course, in another part of the lineage and another part of Noah's lineage is of course where Abram comes from. And Abram comes and he and, and he's uh, able to, of course, we know that, you know, generations come from Abram and, and of course they spread the earth, they build and they're great. And, and, and they let it happen and it happens because God was in the midst. Of course, Abram becomes Abraham. And so we start seeing how that story unfolds in the next chapter. I encourage you to read it. But even when we start looking at this, they left off from building the city. They left off the plan. The plan was to be all about themselves. The plan was to be collect, you know, collect for themselves, build for themselves, grow themselves so that they don't need God. That plan falls by the wayside. Verse nine, therefore, is the name of it called Babel, which when we start looking at the word uh, 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 Babel, right? Babel means to utter meaningless and unintelligible sounds. Babel, Babel, right? even very close uh, sounding because those words actually are synonymous with one another. Therefore is the name of the called Babel because the Lord did there confound their language of all the earth. People just mean, just speaking mean, meaningless stuff to, mean, to, to each other so that they can't get on the same page. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. They ended up, they thought they were coming together. They thought they were gonna be they were fighting, they were fearful of being mediocre, fearful of not mattering, all to be broken up and to be dispersed amongst the earth because God said so. <laughs> that's because God said so. That's what God said, he, that's what God wanted and that's what God got. And so when we start looking at, you know, being a celebrity, we start thinking about, or even just, being in having celebrity like ways attention starts to be on what we want and who we are and what we want to stand for and less about what god wants to stand for or what god wants us to stand for and so we have to start saying celebrity get out get behind me get behind me celebrity and i'm talking about me when i say that sometimes i want to be a celebrity sometimes sometimes i want to stand out I'm getting in the way of what God wants to do. So like Pastor Ivan says, I just want to encourage you. <laughs> I want to encourage you this morning to take notice. First and foremost, just take notice. You're in the way of what God wants to do. Sometimes it, you just get caught up on too much on yourself. You just get caught up too much on what you want, how you want it what you want to be, how you want to stand out, what you want it to look like. Our society, our culture says that's what you're supposed to do, but that's not so. You can be what God wants you to be. Be yielding. Just be yielding and let God have his way. Amen? 